Hello, this is Jensen Franklin, and thank you so much for joining us for this week's podcast. Our goal is to provide you with biblically-based teachings that will challenge, inspire, and equip you to live for Jesus. If you haven't already, I'd love for you to go ahead and subscribe today to this podcast so you can get the latest updates from us and you don't ever have to miss a new message. Let's go right into the service, recorded at Free Chapel. I believe it's gonna bless you today. Matthew chapter 13, I wanna begin with verse four. And he sowed and some fell by the wayside, the birds came and devoured them. Some fell in stony places that did not have much earth and they immediately sprang up because there was no depth of the earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched because they had no root. They withered away. Verse seven, and some fell among thorns and the thorns, notice this, sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a cup, a a crop, some a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. Verse seven, some fell among thorns and the thorns sprang up and choked them and then go quickly to verse 22 because he gives the explanation of what that means. Now he who received seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches chokes the word and he becomes unfruitful. I want to talk to you for just a few moments um, about something that I, it's very simple. It won't take me long to preach this morning, but it is, it is something that I think we need to hear. And God really dealt with my heart about it because what we see in this text is the seed is good and the soil is good, but the Bible said there were thorns that, that sprang up and choked the word of God and what God wanted to do through that seed was destroyed. Now listen carefully. And then he said, if you want to know what that means, here's the translations. Here's the translation. The word is sown, but the cares of this life, the the busyness, the going and the crowdedness of life begin to choke out the effectiveness of God's word and the, the, the cares of this life begin to, and the love of riches begin to choke out God's purpose and plan. I'm preaching today a message that is not just directed to anybody, but I want to preach for a moment to people who have been blessed people who have been promoted, people who have been elevated, people who have seen some success in your life. I was thinking about this, and I believe it's the truth, that it's easy to give everything to God when you have nothing. But sometimes the greatest enemies that we have to conquer after we've been blessed is to conquer stuff and things that begin to crowd our life, overcrowd our life, and choke out what really matters in our life. Entanglements to bondage. Things like stuff and the lust for things can begin to choke out 
the effectiveness of God's word and God's power. The challenge sometimes is not the absence of opportunity, but for people whom God has blessed, it's the abundance of opportunity that can crowd out the plan and the purpose and the destiny that God has. And it begins to choke out the purpose and the plan of God. It can crowd out. It can crowd out the seed of God's word and choke out that which God wants to do. Sometimes your enemy is entanglements with lesser things. The word is, the world is competing for your gifts. It brings something that wants to take away from you the purpose that you are here for. The world says, bring us your talents, bring us your gifts, bring us your skills. But God wants those gifts and those skills. There's nothing wrong with the seed in this text. There's nothing wrong with the soul. It, listen, here's my point. Here's the theme of this message. It's an overcrowded place. And, and, and the cares of this life begin to overcrowd. And suddenly God's prophetic word over your life becomes a minute and tiny seed. And all these other things begin to be more important, bigger, and, and much more huge in your life than God and his prophetic promise and revelation in your life. I want you to understand that one of the greatest battles that you will face, the more God prospers you, the more God exalts you, the more God raises you, it will not be demons and devils that you have to fight. It will be an overcrowded life that suddenly the cares of this life and the materialism of this life begins to become such an important thing in your life that God is shrinked down to a tiny seed that is not very effective in your life anymore. The woman with the issue of blood could not get to Jesus because it was overcrowded. The Bible said she could not get to Jesus for her healing because of the press of the crowd. There were so many people. It was overcrowdedness that stopped her. And somehow she was so desperate that she broke through the crowd and she could never get his full attention. But she touched the hem of his garment, his garment, clothing. And as he walked by, she was healed. But she had to realize this is so overcrowded. It's going to take something for me to break out of the cares of this life and the deceitfulness of materialism when I need Jesus more than I need anything else. Zacchaeus was a small man in stature and the crowd was so huge that he couldn't see. He was crowded out. His life was overcrowded. God was wanting to do a miracle in his life and he climbed up in a tree because something in him said, I've got to see Jesus, but my life is so overcrowded with masses of people and appointment and opportunities and this and fun and entertainment. And there's nothing wrong with these things necessarily, but if we don't watch it, they begin to choke out the critical power of God's word and prophetic direction over our life. And we get more into the cares of this life, the temporal, and we forget about the eternal. I thought about how that the men who had a friend who was, who, who was paralyzed 
and they put him on a cot. Four of these men put him on a, on a cot and they went to take him because they heard Jesus was in the synagogue. And the Bible said when they got there, the place was so overcrowded that they couldn't even get in the building. The problem was, was not the seed and the problem was not the soul. The problem was their life was what, there was so much crowdedness in their life. They couldn't get that place and that person that they were trying to get to Jesus. And so, you know, the story, they tore the roof off and let him down with ropes. But the thing that they almost missed because of overcrowdedness was the miraculous power of God. Then I thought about the innkeeper in Bethlehem. Here Mary and Joseph are, and she's carrying and, and about to give birth to the Savior of the world. And they knock on the door of the innkeeper. And the innkeeper says, I'm sorry, we're overcrowded. I'm sorry, Jesus, Son of God. Do you understand the miracle that wanted to come to their house? Do you know how that would have affected their children and their children's children if Jesus had been born inside of that that place, that inn where people were staying, but they were in a sold out state to other things. Therefore, there was no room for Jesus in the inn. All the devil wants to do is overcrowd your life so much that you have no room for revival. You have no room for a, a fresh touch and anointing of the Holy Spirit because you're so entangled with the cares of this life and you're so in, enthralled with the riches, the deceitfulness of material things, the house, the car, the land, the this, the business, the success, the entertainment, this and that. And it's not that you're an evil person, but when these things begin to take over your life, then Jesus becomes something tiny that you go and deal with on Sunday and the rest of the week is being overcrowded by worldliness and carnality. Is there room in your life for Jesus? Or is it so overcrowded? Matthew 9 and verse 23, when Jesus went to, to Jairus' house, his daughter was, Jairus' daughter was dead. And notice this, when Jesus came into the ruler's house, he saw them uh, playing the funeral music and the noisy crowd was wailing and weeping. And he said to them, watch this, make room for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him. It was overcrowded with sorrow. It was overcrowded with funeral songs. It was overcrowded with weeping and depression and, and all kinds of sorrow going on in that house. But Jesus said, you need to make room and watch what happened. The next verse says, but when the crowd was put outside, it was overcrowded and Jesus said, I need some room to work here. Your life is so overcrowded, I'm trying to get depression out of this house. I'm trying to get weeping out of this house. I'm trying to get defeat and death out of this house. But you're so overwhelmed and overcrowded. And when he put the crowd outside, he went in, took her by the hand, and the girl rose from the dead. I wonder what we're missing with our overcrowded lives. I wonder what power we're missing with our overcrowded lives. Jesus is saying, 
Somebody needs to make room for me. You're entangled with the cares of this life. But if you would make room for me in the morning and go pray. If you would make room for me and open up the book and read it. If you would make room for me and love me more than a tiny seed on Sunday. But if during your week daily you would come to me for daily bread. I would begin. You, you, would, you talk about blessing. When I find somebody who is not in it for the stuff they're in it for me then I'll take the limits off what I'll do and I'll provide everything they need and then some give God a big shout if you believe I'm preaching the truth the only challenge that Jesus man I feel the Lord right now the only challenge that Jesus had was to make room for the miracle. The people were put out. Sometimes you have to put some people out to make room for Jesus. Sometimes you have to say, you're important, but he's more important. And, and, and I, 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 that opportunity is good, but he's more important. The clutter, the stacked up, packed up, clutteredness, overcrowdedness of our life with worldly, carnal, temporal things, other things. We need a good spring cleaning. We need a spiritual house cleaning where we make room for him in our homes again. We make room for him in our families again. The only vision some people have is a television. You need to make room for him. He wants to put a seed in your life that will guide you and direct you and anoint you and bless you and prosper you. But if your life is so overcrowded with earthly things, it chokes the power of the word out. And you have no idea what you're missing. Everything you're going after is in Jesus. And then seek first the kingdom and all these things will be added to you. Other things choked out. Overcrowdedness choked out the potential of God's promise. John 18 and verse 8. Jesus said, If therefore you seek me, let these go. Let some stuff go. If you're after me, if I'm what you're searching for, when you find me, you've got to let some other things go. Let these go and make room for me. Sometimes you've got to choose. Am I going to have room for Jesus? Am I going to be, is he going to be the major thing of my life? Or am I going to get so caught up in the cares of this life and in the deceitfulness of temporal riches that it chokes out my passion and my love for God. Let these things go. Peter said, this is that. Not this and that. This is that. Turn loose of some things of this world. Now, I want to take you to the Old Testament and I want to conclude with this story. 1 Samuel chapter 10 is the story of Israel searching for the first king they would ever have. 
His name was Saul. And it's time. The Bible said Samuel brought the horn of oil and he said, God, I'm ready to anoint someone at your word to be king of Israel. Where are they, Lord? And notice the answer. And when they inquired of the Lord, if the man should yet come here, the Lord answered, behold, he hath hid himself among the stuff. God's ready to anoint a king. But God couldn't find him and they couldn't find him because he was hiding in the things of this life, the cares of this life. He was hiding among the stuff. Just had this and I'm running over here and I'm going to this and that'll be fun and let's do that next weekend. Let's do this this weekend. Let's do that. And I want you to have vacation. I want you to do all that. God's all for that. But I'm talking about when I'm talking to bless people. And all of you are blessed whether you know it or not. I'm talking to people who, who have amazing opportunities. The problem is with those opportunities, they can become the biggest thing in your life instead of that seed of the promise and the revelation and purpose for which you are here. And you begin to hide among the stuff. Don't get covered up with stuff. There's a bumper sticker that people used to have on their cars some time back that I remember seeing that says, he who dies with the most stuff wins. They're wrong. He who dies with Jesus Christ wins. And the call of the Spirit today is to come out of the stuff. To come back to the priority of Jesus first in your life. Therefore, having food and clothing, let us be content. Sometimes we become so carnal. The, the deceitfulness of riches, the, the cares of this life, another thing and another thing and a car and another car and a this and a that and this and another promotion. And, this. and before we know it, that is the biggest thing in our life and little Jesus is over here somewhere. The test is not when you have nothing. The test is when you have everything. Can Jesus still be this big deal? And all of this stuff is a seed that's really not a big deal. The Lord gives. The Lord takes away. I've learned to abound. I've learned to, to, to be abased. It doesn't matter. I love Jesus. And thank God for this stuff. This is a blessing. But this is not why I serve the Lord. I serve him because he's my Lord. He's my Savior. He's my Master. The question that I'm asking you is after you've been blessed, can you give it all to him again? What if God said to you today, you know all that stuff that I've let you accumulate? You didn't have two, two nickels to rub together. You didn't have nothing. When I found you, all, the, all that I had when the Lord found me was a broke down continental Lincoln, a saxophone and a Bible. And he has blessed me. He has blessed my family. We are blessed exceedingly. And the Lord really worked this message into my soul. And he said, now the test is can you stand to be blessed or is that the biggest stuff in your life? I'm telling you, there is a claw, there is a choking that can come when you begin to, begin to get into things more than you get into Jesus. 
There's an anointing waiting for somebody who will come out of the stuff. And when Samuel had that horn of oil, he said, Saul, come out of the stuff. And the Bible said he came up out of the stuff. And when he got free from the entanglements of the cares of this life, the business and more money and more deals and more opportunities and, and, and nothing wrong with doing all of that. We're put here to be productive, winning, successful people. But the truth is when it gets out of proportion and suddenly the word is nothing but a tiny seed and church is just a tiny thing and going to church is just a little thing and reading the Bible and worshiping God during the week is a tiny portion portion of your life and all of this stuff is the big deal to you. You're overcrowded. But there's an anointing waiting for somebody who can come out of the stuff. Get out of the stuff. Throw down your stuff. I dare you to say this morning, God, here's my stuff. Here's my career. Here's my house, my this, my that, my dreams, my aspirations, my, my, my desires, everything that I'm working for. Here, I'm sorry. It's become too big and you've become too little. Today, I want to be an inverted iceberg. I want what's in me, Jesus, under the surface. You know, that's what sunk the Titanic. It, it wasn't the, there was just a little bit of the, of the, of the uh, iceberg that was, that was uh, above the water. The biggest part was unseen, and that's true in our lives. That if Jesus inside of you is not bigger than what people see on the outside, you're not very powerful. My life has been so overcrowded. Is that you? No room for miracles. No room for prayer. No room for fasting. No room for regular church attendance. But God, we surrender our stuff again. I want to have, a, I want to have an old-fashioned dedication service. One where God goes deep inside and brings personal holiness back to us more than anything else. We're in love with Jesus. And we surrender our stuff and we surrender our things and we get loose from the cares of this life and the deceitfulness of materialism. And we get turned back on to the biggest thing in our life ought to be the biggest joy should not be if I get this, that, and that, and that, and that's where I get my joy from. The biggest joy ought to be Jesus. Stand to your feet all over this room. No one moving, please. Would you raise your hands up toward heaven and say, Lord, I surrender my stuff. I surrender to you. I, I've, had, I've had some choking going on, choking the promise, choking the things of God out of my life. The things of God are the size of a seed versus the world and the cares of life and the pursuit of materialism. It's become huge and it's choking the very spiritual life out of my dream and my call and my purpose. And I've come today, this Sunday morning in the middle of the summer of 2018 to say, Lord, I give you my stuff. I give you my, my, my entanglements. I give it to you. I want you to be the biggest thing. Everything 
above the water that people see is great, but that's not who I am. Who I am is unseen because I know you. I walk with you. I love you. I'm passionate about you. I serve you and I want more of you than I've ever had. I want every person who I'm preaching to this morning who would say, Pastor Franklin, I love the Lord, but the cares of this life, the deceitfulness of materialism has begun to choke the passion, the thrill, the joy, the innocence, the purity, the personal holiness of walking intimately with Jesus. I feel like it's being choked and Jesus has become small and the thorns and the cares of this life have become huge. And I would love this morning to sever and I'd love to come out of the stuff and I'd love to be set free. Now listen, I close with this. When you are covered up in things of this world, all God needs from you, He sees your heart. And if your heart will turn back to Him, your direction is more important than your location. If you'll just turn to Him, like the story of the prodigal, when the, when the prodigal started coming home, the father knew he couldn't come out of all of it that he was entangled in. So the father ran the moment that the direction turned. Direction is more important than present location. You may be covered up in addiction. You may be covered up in, in things of this life. You may be carnal, and right now you just feel like you're barely alive spiritually. But if you'll turn your heart back to God, He'll pull you out of that stuff, out of that death, and into a vital, loving relationship with Him again. And I'm talking from the top of the building to the bottom, to the front row, to the back row, and overflow, wherever you're at, at every campus. If the Spirit of God is speaking to you through this message, there is nothing more important than the cares of this life out there than what you do in here this morning. And if you feel yourself a little lukewarm, if you feel yourself a little cold, if you feel like the, the purpose and plan of God is kind of shrinking and the, the lure of the world is getting bigger, you better hear this message today. I feel God speaking to people today. Y'all know me. I don't just play games when I get up here. I've heard from God for you today. They will not satisfy your soul. Get more, get more, get fame, get fortune, and you'll end up a broken, empty person if you don't have Jesus. And if you want more, I don't care who you are. I don't care what you have done, what titles you have. If you want more of Jesus and less of the world, I want you to get out of your seat and come stand down here. And we're going to sing this song again. And here's the thing I feel like saying. The Lord has a, has a vessel of oil and he's saying, who'll come out of the stuff? Who'll come out of the stuff? Who'll come out of the stuff? If you'll come, he'll anoint you with fresh oil. If you'll come, he'll touch you again. If you'll come, you'll feel his presence. You'll feel the fire. You'll feel the passion. You'll feel the anointing. The oil is the anointing. And he said, I'm waiting on Saul to come out of the stuff. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Clap your hands, church. Victory's coming to many, many, many lives. 
many, many people are going to shake off the coldness. They're going to shake off the shackles of of worldliness and the cares of this life. Come on, get down here. It's important not to stand there if the Holy Spirit is nudging you. Swallow your pride and humble yourself and walk down that aisle like you did when you first got saved. Humble yourself and yield your body to the Holy Spirit this morning. This is your altar call. This is your altar call, businessman. Hey, blessed person. Hey, prosperous person. This is your altar call. Will you give it all to God again. Will you give it all to God again? Can he, Can you stand to be blessed? Can you be trusted if he exalts you to a high place? Why would he give you more if you're mishandling the success he's already given you? And it's bigger than he is. And he's the one that gave it to you all. I don't mean to just ramble up here, but I'll never forget when my girls were real, real little and I was taking them to school every day. And back then, the, the video games was called Game Boy. Y'all remember the little Game Boy? It's a little portable. That's like, that's like pogo sticks or some Game Boy. It was a little bitty portable um, video game. And I bought one for, for my little daughter Caroline I bought her one for Christmas and I picked her up from school and the first thing she wanted was her Game Boy she told me to have it in the car orders and and so when she got in she's just a little bitty thing little freckles and pigtails and 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 she said where's my Game Boy Daddy and I gave it to her and I tried to talk to her she just playing that game and I said uh, Caroline how'd your day go and all right one word and sentences that uh, and you know it's like I'm a bother and she so got on my nerves that I reached over and grabbed that game boy rolled the window down and almost tossed it and then I remembered how much it cost and I I put it down in the seat she said daddy what's wrong with you she said I said I gave you that That's bigger than I am in your life. You don't have time to talk to me anymore. You don't have time to, you used to giggle and we used to play and laugh, but now that I gave you all the Game Boys, gave you the boat, gave you the house, gave you the car, gave you the other car, gave you the Harley, gave you everything else. And that's your world now. That's your world now. But come out of the stuff. Because here comes a fresh anointing. Here it comes. Throw your hands up. Begin to sing. Begin to worship. Begin to dedicate. Begin to consecrate. Begin to go after God right where you're standing from the top to the bottom all over this room. Throw your hands up. Begin to sing it. Begin to glorify Jesus. Now you can take this world. Come on, let's bring him our stuff. This wealth and its riches. The real lyrics say, I don't need earth's fame. I don't need earth's fame. It's my desire. Say it again. It's my 
desire has gripped me. It's my Every head bowed, every eye closed, everyone still very respectful of the Holy Spirit now. There's no doubt in my mind that there's fixing to be a huge response because the anointing is moving mightily. Pastor, I'm backslid. Pastor, I'm not right with God. Pastor, I'm far from the Lord. My life... The enemy has choked my faith to death. But this morning I felt a spark. This morning while you're singing that song, tearing my heart up. That's old-fashioned conviction, buddy. That's the Holy Spirit saying, I still love you. There's nothing like that little feeling you feel right now. You have the attention of the God of the universe. And he's saying to you, come home. Just turn your heart to me. I know you're entangled in some things, but just turn your heart to me. And at the moment you turn your heart to me, man looks on the outward, but I see your heart. And you may be entangled and a lot of stuff has grips and choking you but you just turn your heart to me this morning and I'll come running I'll pull you out of the stuff I'll give you back your life your joy make room for me you're overcrowded make room for me if that's you and you don't know you're right with God and you want to get right with God this morning, as boldly as you can, raise your hand up as high as you can get it wherever you are all over this room. all From the front to the back, raise them high and unashamed. Raise them high and unashamed. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. There. Now open your eyes and keep your hand up. Everybody, open your eyes. And, and right now, look around you. And if you see someone with their hand raised, I want you to gently put your hand on their shoulder. Gently. And we're going to pray a prayer. And Jesus is going to hear this prayer. And he's going to cleanse you. He's going to save you. He's going to pull you out of the stuff. And he's going to begin a mighty work of restoration in your life. Everybody say these words, especially those who raise their hands. Everybody together in one united prayer of faith, pray these words. Heavenly Father, I come to you and I surrender my life in Jesus' name. There's no other name like the name of Jesus. I turn my heart to you. I surrender my life to you. I bring my stuff to you. I bring my wealth to you. I bring my success to you. It does not satisfy. I need you, the life giver. I need you, the life liberator. I need you in my life. I surrender my life to your Lordship. It is my desire to live for Jesus. It is my desire to come out of the stuff, the entanglements, the addictions. I want out. I change my direction and I know you'll get me home. I can't make it home.
by myself. So Father, come and run to me with mercy and grace. I receive total forgiveness. I am a child of God. I am saved. And now I receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit. He's anointing my head with oil. My cup runs over. My joy runs over. I'm making room for a miracle to come to my family, to my house, to my future, to my business, to my finances. I make room for you. I put you on the throne. Woo! Woo! Glory! It's done, says the Lord. It's done, says the Lord. You are free. You are chosen. You are forgiven. You are called. You have purpose. You are anointed. Oh, clap your hands for the anointing. Clap your hands for the anointing. Clap your hands for the anointing. I feel the anointing that breaks yokes and lifts heavy burdens. Woo! Glory. 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 We need to shout right here. sets free is free indeed I really want to say thank you for joining us this week if you haven't already make sure you click on the subscription button and leave us a review it helps this podcast reach even more people when you comment when you give us your feedback For more messages and inspirational materials, download the Jensen Franklin app, or you can head over to jensenfranklin.org. I want to thank all of you who give generously to help us produce weekly content like this to reach the world with the message of Jesus. God bless you, and we'll see you next time.